In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Most of us probably know the old children's rhyme, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I was taught that saying as a child, and I'm not sure I always believed it then, and I don't really believe it now. Words can hurt. We know it from experience. We see it in the news today. Then we know it from history. Yesterday, in many places, the church commemorated Thomas Becket, Uh, the martyred Archbishop of Canterbury. He was murdered on December 29th, 1170. You may remember the story. Tensions between Thomas Becket and King Henry II had been brewing, and supposedly it was a word or a few words from the king, said in frustration by the king and then interpreted or overheard by his advisors, And the king's men then went and killed Thomas. In some ways, a word killed Thomas Becket. Words can hurt, and they do hurt. A little girl thinks she's ugly because someone has called her ugly. A little boy might think he's dumb, not because he is, but because someone called him dumb. Words can shape us if we think about it. We can look back over our lives, and I bet most of us can recall a word or two um, that hit us hard, that struck almost as a weapon and hurt. Maybe almost as painfully, if not more so, perhaps we could even recall a time when we've used words as weapons and we've hurt others. We know words can hurt, but words also can heal, can't they? A well-chosen or well-placed word can offer encouragement or hope or, or life. It's no coincidence that our biblical account of creation happens by a word. Way back in Genesis, we read, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, And then the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters, and God said, God spoke, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Over and over, God speaks, God says, let there be this, let there be that. And after each thing is created, God speaks that single word again, good. (laughs) It's all very, very good, God says. The word that shaped creation was busy making and proclaiming and blessing. And that word is still active. The Gospel of John picks up on this power of a word to create. In the beginning was the word, John says. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him not one thing came into being What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 
The Word becomes flesh. When John writes of the Word, the Greek term he's using is logos. We know a similar word through a logo, a symbol that stands for a word or words. But logos meant more than just one word or even a bunch of words put together. Back in Greek philosophy in the 3rd century BC, Heraclitus had said that the Logos governs all things. It's a very big word. And yet the Logos is also present in the everyday. Later, the Stoics would take up this idea and develop it further to mean that the Logos had to do with the principle that orders the whole universe. And so when the Gospel writer John uses Logos, or word, He's using a term that would have have sounded a little like a hyperlink works. As people heard it, their minds would have gone off in a number of different directions. And, And that is John's intention. To say that the word was with God and the word was God. And then to say that this word, this ordering principle of the universe is completely summed up in Jesus of Nazareth. John is pulling together a number of different ways of understanding the world. He's describing in his context what it meant for God to be born into the world. John used a word, really, to bring together a number of different worlds. While Jesus was born once, in the event we remember and celebrate at Christmas He's also born again and again in our own lives and in our world, wherever we make his love known. One way we can bring Christ into our world is through our words. Just as we remember words can hurt, so through the love of Christ, words can take on additional power to heal, to love, to lift up, Guided by the Holy Spirit, our words can do much more than simply offer kindness, though in our world that's no small thing today. But even more, words informed and influenced by the Holy Spirit can offer life and love to those who may have forgotten how such words even sound. As we begin to think of New Year's intentions or resolutions or hopes or priorities. Among mine are that I will watch my words, perhaps a little more carefully in the new year. I'm going to be praying that my words would help rather than heal, would build up rather than all too easily criticize or tear down. I invite you to think about your words. The words you use a lot, the words maybe you haven't used in a while, to pray about your words and may God guide all of us to speak truth, to speak for justice, and to speak in love. Remembering Psalm 19, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in the sight of the Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.